Welcome back, Quest family. Thanks for joining us for our Fall Pledge Drive. We are in the mix of it, man. And I'm so excited to welcome in our next group of friends here. We have our church on fire from St. Catherine of Siena, and we are so excited for this hour. And we're looking for your call at 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or you can go online to thequestatlanta.com. And our goal for this hour is 20 calls. So let's light those fun lines up. Our call angels are ready to take that call. So Father, would you lead us in a prayer for this hour? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Today in our gospel, we heard about our Father who knows how to give good gifts to his children. And so I thought we could just pray um, in the words that our Lord taught us uh, to our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give, Give us this day our daily bread, and, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Father. Um, we are really excited to be here today hijacking the Quest Studios. Um, my name is Carissa Sines, and I'm joined here today by Father Neil Dobliwala, our pastor, and Dr. Paul Thigpen, our director of adult faith formation. And in just a couple minutes, we will all introduce ourselves in slightly more detail. But first, we want to talk about why we're really here in studio, broadcasting live for this hour of the Quest's Fall Radio Pledge Drive. And once again, the number to call is 470 470- Five zero eight eleven sixty. That's four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero. And I'll tell you, we are truly humbled and honored to be asked to participate in this pledge drive. Over the next hour, we will be talking about what is going on at St. Catharines, sharing a little bit about our programs and the work that these guys especially are doing to evangelize and spread the good news right here in Atlanta. And I think it's really relevant that we're here on the quest to talk about the mission of the Catholic Church. When we are in the midst of this pandemic and so many things are being canceled or scaled back, Atlanta Catholic Radio AM 1160, The Quest, is on the air meeting you right where you are, in your car or at home, or in the background of your daily lives to inspire and encourage you and be a local beacon of faith and dynamic Catholic conversation. And today, we want to support that amazing work that The Quest is doing by challenging our listeners during this hour to participate in the model of stewardship that we employ at St. Catherine's. Father, we started the stewardship model a couple of years ago, if memory serves. Is that right? That's right, Carissa. When I came to the parish, as you know, I was really intent on making sure that our parish was a stewardship parish, and mm-hmm. you and I worked closely together to really develop that plan. And we went with the the model of stewardship as a way of life. Um, oftentimes, when people think about stewardship, they think about giving money to the church, but stewardship is so much more than that. It really starts, first of all, with a recognition of our deepest identity, who we are as God's beloved sons and daughters. Uh, And hopefully that then leads us to a sense of gratitude, a desire to give back to God for everything that he's given us, including our very lives, but also all of of the blessings, the the talents, the the ability to really serve him. And and hopefully that will then lead us to want to really serve God and and please him in everything that we do. And um, stewardship uh, in our uh, program, though stewardship is a way of life, has several components. You know, normally we think about stewardship of time and talent and treasure, um, and and that's a similar model to what we're following. But we sort of break it up even more in talking about stewardship of time. We think about how we can give back uh, to God the time in prayer, and also in growing in our faith in faith formation. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in this hour. And then also we talk about stewardship of talent in terms of how we can give back God time of our, of our talents in various ministries and participation, typically in the parish, but we could certainly talk about other ways we can give back and use the talents that God has given us to glorify him. And then finally, uh, not finally, excuse me, uh, we have stewardship of, of treasure as we, as we normally focus on and how can we use the gifts of our material resources that God has given to us to give glory to his name and to help build up his body here on earth. Um, And another component of this stewardship of a way of life is what's called stewardship of vocation, which is really neat. And here we're focusing on 
the gift of our vocations. Um, and so we, we've been focusing a lot on building up marriages and family in particular in the parish and also vocations to the priesthood and religious life. And so one component of this is asking for a commitment from people to, to give us uh, names of people that they discern might have a vocation to the priesthood and to the religious life. So it's a pretty comprehensive stewardship program. And I'm really, really excited about it as we continue to implement it in the parish. And I love it, and especially because when I first heard about it, and the reason why I was so eager to bring it to St. Catherine's is that it aligns correctly, for me, stewardship as a whole. And it's a very um, comprehensive and organic way of thinking about stewardship. When we're constant, when we feel like we're being asked for our treasure all the time, it's hard for us to, to uh, have a good feeling about that. And when we begin with asking for um, stewardship of prayer and spiritual formation and and um, and t- and gifts back to the parish of our talents. Then by the time we get to stewardship of treasure, it just makes sense. And I feel that way about our parish, and I think that everybody here feels that way about the quest also. And we have been truly blessed by God through our parishioners and in our own lives as our efforts towards better formation and a deeper call to prayer and fasting, and an awareness of the needs of our community. Um, has reaped really countless fruit for our parish, don't you think? You know, I love, Carissa, the, the motto that we have for stewardship. And yeah. it's live courageously, love heroically. And uh, those words uh, just really resonate with my experience yeah. that it does take courage uh, to be a good steward of all the, of everything, our time, our talented treasure, our, our uh, time at home, not just things uh, directly related to the church. And we do have to love heroically if we're going to give ourselves in service to God and to other people. So that's such a great reminder, I I think, for us that uh, we have to live courageously in order to be good stewards, and we have to love heroically. But if we do those things, uh, you can never outgive God or outdo God. He will bless us beyond imagination. Yeah, and that came from a homily of Father Neal's that just hit me so profoundly that day, and I walked out of that homily and said, hey, that's got to be our theme. And he said... Are you serious right now? <laughs> I said, no, it really, it's so, it is profound and it does make sense. And I'm, so I'm glad, yeah, it resonated with me for sure. Um, so our challenge to all the listeners today is that you commit to support the quest under one of those stewardship headings. So call us right now at 470-508-1160 and commit to stewardship of prayer and formation or commit to stewardship of talent and volunteer here at the quest commit to stewardship of treasure of course or commit maybe you have a vocation or maybe you would like to work on your vocation yeah, the quest is 100 percent listener supported as you know and so this means that the work of the radio station doesn't uh just doesn't continue without your help uh so really want to invite you to support the quest and it's it's easy maybe just committing a tithe of prayer. Uh, I didn't mention when we were developing this program, we thought of a a way of how to sort of quantify uh, the commitments that we were asking. Normally, when we think about the stewardship of treasure, we think about 10%, right? The the biblical tithe. Um, And so we thought maybe we can come up with a formula for the stewardship of time. How much time can we commit? Um, And thought, well, 10% 10% of a day is 2.4 hours. That's a lot of time to commit to, to prayer or faith formation. And so we came up with a formula, 2.4 hours a week. And so that's what we've asked our parishioners to commit to, uh, 2.4 hours a week to prayer or ongoing faith formation. Um, and obviously we're already giving an hour uh, each Sunday for Mass. So it ended up only being about an hour and a half a week that we were asking of our parishioners for additional commitments to prayer and faith formation. And so we want to invite you to consider giving some of that time also to supporting the mission of of Quest, either through your prayers or uh, many other ways, which we'll talk about later. So we're asking for firm commitments during our hour, firm commitments to the kingdom of God on earth. And just like the quest, we're working hard to evangelize. So please call us over the next few minutes. We're challenging our listeners to get 20 new stewardship commitments. So light up those phone lines, commit to prayer, faith formation, education, treasure, talent, or vocation. You know, in my work as the adult faith formation director at St. Catherine's, I've encouraged people to listen to the quest because it's inspirational, helping people appreciate the richness of their Catholic faith. It's great uh, uh, programs like The Journey Home with Marcus Grodi uh, talking about converts to the faith. That's great for people in RCIA. 
um, so many of uh, the programs there are their adult faith formation. If so, if this station has helped you, even it's even it's by say making the Divine Mercy Chapel the new habit at three in the afternoon, or helping you sort out something that's been on your heart, can you prayerfully consider calling and becoming part of this family and help with this important work, this mission? It's just not possible without you. What could be more important than helping to spread the good news of Jesus Christ? So whether you're a new or a longtime listener of Atlanta Catholic Radio, The Quest, we are inviting you to call in right now. 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. That's right, Paul. We need those phones to light up. If you're just joining us, you have tuned in to the St. Catherine of Siena Parish Takeover of the Quest Atlanta. My name is Carissa Sines, and I'm the Director of Stewardship, Development, and Music at St. Catherine's. And I'm just so excited to be here with you today and in studio with two of my favorite people, Father Neil Dobliwala and Dr. Paul Thigpen. And I wanted to take just a couple of minutes to chat about these two amazing individuals whom we have been so blessed by at St. Catherine's. Now, although I am the youngest member of this uh, table, I am the most senior parishioner of St. Catherine's at this table. I've been at the parish for 12 years, having moved from out of town in 2008. But Paul, you are the baby of our little group today. You came in 2017, is that right? That's right. And Paul, is, as he said, is our director of adult faith formation and is literally winning souls for Christ through RCIA. Dr. Paul Thigpen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where do I start? I've known Father Neil since he was in seminary, and um, he was up at St. Luke's as our pastor. I was living in uh, near Dahlonega. And uh, to, to make it really short, Father was uh, was moved down to St. Catherine of Siena. My wife and I, uh, Lisa, were trying to, uh, to downsize to a smaller home and thinking about maybe a place up in the mountains to retire to, and uh, put our house in the market. It sold in five days, and we didn't have much time to... to to move and, and get ready, and we couldn't find a house for weeks, and it was looking like we are going to have to move twice or something. And So we asked Our Lady, we said we're going to do a novena to Our Lady, a doer of knots, and, uh, but we didn't have nine days to pray, so we did a nine-hour novena to Our Lady, and we said, Blessed Mother, we need you to answer two questions. One, are we looking in the wrong place? Because all the things we're looking at aren't working. And number two, if we are looking in the wrong place, where should we go? And so... We did that novena uh, through the night. We set the clock every hour on the hour, prayed the nine hours through the night. Probably within an hour after the last prayer that we prayed that morning, it was a Monday morning, I remember, Father Neil calls me. We hadn't talked in months. We're still in uh, Lumpkin County, and he's uh, in Kennesaw. And he says, after a few minutes, Paul, I understand you're looking for a new home, and said, and, but you're having trouble. I said, yes, Father, we are, we're not finding a home, and we've, we're running out of time. And he said, well... I think you're looking in the wrong place. And after I got my jaw back up off the, off the ground, <laughs> I said, okay, <laughs> Father, thinking about the second question, where should we be looking? And he said, in Kennesaw, I want you to come join me on staff here. And uh, that's how we came to St. Catherine's. And I know it's a, a bit of a story, but it's, uh, it's a beautiful testimony to Our Lady, how she does undo knots and uh, answered that prayer. And we have, I, I think you can honestly speak for my wife and myself, it has been our our all-time favorite parish, uh, so many friends, so many, such a great combination of people who want to go deeper in their faith. And so in adult faith formation, which I do, they, they love to come to class. Uh, they love to learn. They're asking me questions all the time with email, but also because um, they're great in, in charitable works, uh, so many things. We'll be talking more about that. But it's such a well-rounded parish and such a diverse parish, people from so many backgrounds. It's sometimes it feels like a little of the United Nations when we go to Mass. Yeah, Paul, you've been such a blessing for our parish, and um, like to say, I made you an offer you couldn't refuse when you <laughs> when you came down. But uh, you've been such an enormous uh, asset to the parish, and Paul's very humble. You know, he uh, if you're familiar with Dr. Paul Thigpen, he's an author, accomplished uh, theologian. He's written over fifty books. Um, some of those books, uh, you know, I think are. Our relationship has been very providential. Some of those books were influential even in my early life before I was a priest. Um, certainly one of your more recent books, uh, Manual for Spiritual Warfare, has been very, very important um, across in the world, I think. Uh, many people I've come across have read that book and have 
been very impacted by it. And so we're just grateful for your, your work and your faithfulness in the church and uh, especially in the parish. So before we move on, let's just quickly get a check from Annie. Annie, tell us about our goals for this hour and any updates you might have. Alrighty, so we still got some work to do to get those 20 gifts in, but we've gotten a few calls already. Philip C. and Alpharetta, Donna F. and Cumming, Sharon M. and Kennesaw, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your donations. And we want to get those 20 gifts in, so give us a call at 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or you can go online to thequestatlanta.com. And, you know, we're trying to raise $125,000 for your Atlanta Catholic radio station. And we know all things are possible with God. And we're just challenging everyone who's listening to call and make a donation of whatever they can afford. Um, please pray about it. Consider it. We, that's all we're asking for your participation. And if you want to, if you own a business and you want to become a business underwriter and you love the quest, love Catholic radio, and you want to promote your business on air, you can call for a special promotion during the pledge drive. And that number to call would be 470-508-1160. If you want to become a part of the St. Gabriel Society, you just would have to make a pledge of $20 or more a month. And we also say a mass in our chapel every month for our monthly sustainers. So that's just a beautiful thing that we have. Priests come from all around the archdiocese. And also our station guardians, which is a gift of $100 per month, they're going to receive a really special rosary that can only be found on this pledge drive. And that rosary has been touched to a piece of the actual cross of Jesus Christ. So you don't want to miss out. I believe we only have six left. So get those calls in 470-508-1160 or go to thequestatlanta.com and make that donation. And if you're making a donation, a monthly donation of $25 or more, you can become a part of the Quest Coffee Club. So, and you're going to receive a beautiful Quest mug and you can use it to listen to the Quest in the morning. So... Thanks so much, Annie. So you heard her. Our goal this hour is 20 commitments of stewardship. You can commit to praying an hour a day for the intentions of the listeners of the quest, or perhaps you are being called to be one of those new quest monthly donors. We are so excited to be here on the air live with you today to raise the critical funds needed to maintain this 100% listener supported station and continue to grow and share the message of God's love in this critical time. Growing that message of love is something that my friend, Father Neil, knows intimately. As a priest of God, he has committed his life for the past 12 plus years to be a radical witness to God's love for us, and it is one of the great pleasures of my life to be fortunate enough to observe that witness. Father came to us at St. Catherine's a little over four years ago. Father, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I, um, I grew up, for the most part, here in Georgia. I uh, went to St. Pius High School and then Georgia Tech. Uh, and then I went to seminary. I worked for about a year after I graduated. I graduated with a degree in management and information technology. So I'm kind of the IT guy still in the in the parish. <laughs> That's the truth. Thank the uh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I went to seminary, and seminary was six years. So I've been in school quite a long time. Um, and then was ordained in 2008. And my first assignment as a priest was at the Cathedral of Christ the King. It was wonderful, about two and a half years. I was very blessed to be there. And um, anyone that is at the cathedral knows that uh, it's a very active, dynamic parish and lots of weddings. Marriage preparation was my life, so I got pretty good at that. Um, and then uh, I was assigned as pastor at St. Luke's in Dahlonega. And that was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And beautiful people. And Again, got to know the Thigpins there, and um, I was there for about five and a half years, and then I uh, was assigned to St. Catherine's in Kennesaw, and just a fantastic parish once again. Uh, we uh, were blessed to have a K-8 grade school, and we're privileged to have the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia that staff our school as well, and we have a wonderful preschool as well, and just so many uh, amazing ministries and programs happening in the parish. Uh, I'm blessed to to really be here in in this parish and uh, just to be a part of uh, a wonderful community of people. And also, I'm blessed to have uh, my family close by. Just a few personal um, points. You know, my parents live very close uh, in Roswell, very close to the studio, actually, where we are. And uh, I've got a brother as well that lives in Cumming and then another brother in Charleston. And lots of nieces and nephews. My older brother has eight kids and my uh, younger brother has four children. So, uh, it's great to to have them around as well. 
So that's beautiful. Thank you, Father. And once again, we are here today live on AM 1160 The Quest on Atlanta's best Catholic radio station. And the number to call in and pledge is 470-508-1160. And my name is Carissa Sines. I'm here again with Father Neil Wall and Dr. Paul Thigpen. And we're chatting about our amazing parish, St. Catherine of Siena in Kennesaw. Um, Father, when you came here a few years ago, there were some really specific things that you wanted to implement immediately. And one of those initiatives had to do with the parish mission statement. You want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, I wanted to make sure that we had a clear direction and and a clear mission statement is really integral to that. And um, so we we uh, um, revised our, our mission statement a little bit to just make it a little more succinct and, and clear in the direction that we wanted to take. Uh, so our mission for the parish is under the protection of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the parishioners of St. Catherine of Siena strive to live as committed disciples of Jesus Christ through prayer, education, fellowship, and charity. I'm just going to break that down very, very quickly. Uh, first of all, we wanted to really consecrate ourselves to Our Lady. Uh, she's been such an important part of my life and my vocation, and I think she uh, has I know she's been praying for me and, and got me through the difficult times in seminary. And so I attribute my perseverance and my vocation ultimately to, to her prayers. And, and so I wanted to make sure that she was a big part of our life. Um, and then uh, we are very clearly striving to be disciples, right? That's our mission in a nutshell. We want to be disciples of Jesus Christ. But concretely, what does that look like? Well, prayer, making sure that uh, we have reverent, beautiful liturgies and that the Eucharist is really the foundation of our parish. And so we have, we're blessed right now, we're, we're taking a little hiatus, but we, we normally have perpetual adoration happening in the parish, which has been really the, the lifeblood of our parish. Um, and then we have really uh, beautiful uh, liturgies, masses, and I'm really intent on making sure that we have uh, reverent and, and sacred music. And Carissa can maybe talk a little bit about that as well. And, and Paul will talk a little bit more about the robust faith formation and education programs that we have uh, for our adults, and we have wonderful um, educational opportunities for our children as well. And then I also wanted to make sure that we were a parish of, of uh, you know, fellowship and community. That's so important in just building up the life of the parish, making sure that people love being there and that they know that they're supported and that they're loved. Um, and then finally, uh, the last component, charity, uh, to make sure that outreach and service and really making sure that we're concerned and um, aware of the needs of those who are less fortunate in our community and even uh, outside of our, our community. So that was a focus of the parish as well. Thanks, Father. So I think we're about to head to a break. So this might be a good time to pause. Um, but when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about um, education and the faith formation programs that Dr. Thigpen has been so instrumental in installing at St. Catherine's. And we're going to be still working on getting those 20 calls in. So please light up those phones while we're on break. Thanks so much. Yeah, and we got some exciting news that we're going to have a $1,000 match for the rest of the hour. So please call and make your donation count. It's going to be doubled. So 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. And we'll be back with more from our Church on Fire crew from St. Catherine of Siena. Stay tuned. This is Father Gorov Shroff, a priest of the Archdiocese of Atlanta. And this is my favorite prayer, the Absorbeat, attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. May the power of your love, O Lord, fiery and sweet as honey, wean my heart from all that is under heaven, so that I may die for love of your love, you who were so good as to die for love of my love. Jehovah Witnesses argue that Jesus is a lesser divinity than Jehovah because the Greek text in John 1.1 doesn't say the word was the God. The definite article isn't there. As such, they argue it should be translated a God. How do we respond? Well, first, six times in John 1, the term God appears without the definite article. But yet the JWs translate it as a God only once, in reference to the word. Not very consistent. Second, in Greek, the definite article is prefixed to the subject, not the predicate. And in this clause, God is the predicate and the word is the subject. Finally, John refers to Jesus as the God in 1 John 5.20, saying, This is the true God. So, be at peace, my Christian friends. You don't have to go to a kingdom hall this Sunday. 
I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. Born in Tours, France in the year 370, St. Bryce was an orphan who was raised by St. Martin of Tours. Although known for being vain, overly ambitious, and short-tempered, St. Martin remained patient with him. Eventually, Bryce would experience a drastic change of heart and would go on to secede Martin as Bishop of Tours. Once he was ordained bishop, Bryce would unfortunately return to his old ways, becoming steeped in secularism, vanity, and vice. Bryce was exiled to Rome, and in the seven years he spent there, he repented and underwent a thorough change in his lifestyle. St. Bryce was eventually reinstated as Bishop of Tours and ruled with such humility and holiness, people adored and respected him long before his death. His feast day is November 13th, and he is the patron saint of stomach aches and ailments. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. A reading from the first letter of Peter, chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. Above all, let your love for one another be intense, because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. As each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. It's time to get your pledge in for our Live in the Spirit Pledge Drive. As a 100% listener-supported station, The Quest relies on your donations to stay on the air. Tune in October 6th through 8th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 4 to 6 p.m. as local clergy and parishioners share inspiring stories of living in the Holy Spirit while raising much-needed funds. You can show your support now and even dedicate your donation to a specific host or guest. Visit thequestatlanta.com to see the pledge drive schedule and to donate. Or call 470-508-1160. Help others live in the spirit through the quest by calling 470-508-1160 today. I had a moment of overwhelming peace the other day where I felt God's presence very powerfully. That's something called spiritual consolation. In those moments, God makes it easy for us to have the right perspective on life. The next day was rough. I was hit with some really hard news that turned me upside down. You know what I did? I remembered that moment of peace from the day before, and I chose to dwell in that peace. God doesn't just give us moments of spiritual consolation so we can remember them and long for them. He gives us those moments so we can recall them into the present. In a marriage, that time you fell in love, that's not something for the past. There's sweet memories that we recall throughout marriage that feed the whole marriage. So it is with God. In the hard times, recall the way He's showing you His love in the blessed times. Don't just go to your happy place. Go to your God space, and you'll find the right perspective again. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Hello, I'm Mike from Atlanta. You've discovered AM 1160, The Quest, where faith meets life, covering all of Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listen on air or online at thequestatlanta.com any time of day. Thanks so much. We are back on AM 1160, The Quest. My name is Carissa Sines, and I am here with my friends, Father Neil Dobliwala and Dr. Paul Thigpen. We're, we're taking over The Quest studios for the next hour, or not quite an hour anymore, um, and we're coming to you live um, from The Quest, and we are taking a break from our day jobs at St. Catherine of Siena in Kennesaw. And uh, before we went to break, we were talking about our parish uh, mission statement and the four pillars that really everything at St. Catherine's uh, stems from. And I wondered if Father wanted to speak a little bit more about the sacramental life and liturgies on our campus. Sure. This is really the foundation of our parish. And um, as I mentioned before, uh, I'm really intent on making sure that we offer beautiful liturgies and you know, during the time of this uh, pandemic, we've had to get creative. Um, I uh, immediately wanted to make sure that we were offering as many 
uh, possibilities that we could to to allow people to come back to mass safely and feel comfortable. And so most of our masses thus far have been outdoors. We're blessed to have a large field where we can uh, accommodate lots of people. Uh, so we've been having most of our masses outdoors and the Lord's been so good. We have not had a single Sunday yet where we've been rained out. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's been amazing. And uh, we're, we're also blessed that we've got a, a parish hall right next to the field and a, a large covered patio. And so we've been able to have all of our daily masses outdoors for the most part, unless it's been really cold. Uh, on Saturday nights, I started a seniors only mass. Um, I know a lot of our, our senior population was nervous about coming back. And so I wanted to just have something for them. And so we have that seniors mass on Saturday nights, the vigil, the Sunday vigil mass. And last Saturday, we had about 100 of our seniors come out for that. Yeah. And, um, and then on Sunday morning, we have an early mass and it's starting to get a little cold. So I may move uh, that mass back indoors. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But then our, our uh, later morning mass at 1015, we had over 600 people. It's amazing. Uh, the, the huge crowd come out and people are so grateful that they can come to mass and just uh, be outside in particular and not have to, 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 to feel uncomfortable. And um, and then we have a couple of other masses. So we've got a, a wonderful Hispanic community. We've got that mass at noon in in the church, and and then also in the evening Sunday mass at four thirty in the church. Uh, but both of those masses, as I said, I've been trying to get creative. We have an opportunity. We've been piping the sound and the video out into a little garden area that we have. So people that want to come to those masses but still uh, stay outdoors, they can sit outside and still watch and and hear the mass. Uh, one of the other things that we've been doing is having confessions outdoors yeah. and uh, it's, it's been wonderful. We've, we've always had, it's been a great problem, but we've had so many people who have come <laughs> to the sacrament of confession. And How many hours last night, father? We were there almost two hours uh, <laughs> and there's two priests. Uh, so lots of confessions. And last night we actually had a, a rosary rally on the feast of our lady of the rosary and uh, it was out in our garden area that we have. We had exposition and then we prayed the rosary together and we had uh, probably about a couple hundred people I'd say that came out for oh, that. Yeah, and, definitely. And, uh, and then, as I said, two hours of confession, uh, between the, uh, with both of us there. And uh, I've got a wonderful parochial vicar, Father Valerie Acco, who, um, is very faithful to, uh, to the Hispanic community in particular, and really generous, uh, to the whole community. Uh, so we're, we're so blessed in the parish just to have, uh, lots of, of beautiful opportunities to take advantage of the grace that the Lord wants to give us, uh, especially through the sacraments. Yeah. And I, I think, I think Paul and I can probably say the same thing. One of the things that we've, I particularly enjoy, especially in my role as the music director, but just as a parishioner, regardless of the fact that our, our liturgies are all outdoors, they are, I mean, it's insane, but they're just as reverent, just Mm -hmm. as beautiful as our liturgies inside. And even though we miss being inside and we certainly do, um, I've just been so impressed with Father Neil uh, and his ability to really make the mass, really draw us into the mass. I, I once described Father Neil's masses as like he, he looks out at the at the parish, but he's not actually looking at us. He's 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 already transported to heaven and he takes a big lasso and he just loops us into his prayer life. And I always feel that in masses with him. And he was able to do that even um, at the outdoor liturgy. So I've just been more grateful than I can say about those and carissa plays an important part in that too she's also our music director (laughs) she's my stewardship and development director but she's also our music director and and serves as a cantor and she's got a gorgeous voice and so we're very blessed to have her uh for sure um well thank you father so i think we're going to move on to the next pillar from our um parish mission statement one of the areas that i am so proud of and i have very little to do with but i'm so proud to be part of to part to be part of St. Catherine's is um, our really intentional expansion of adult faith formation, and that's entirely due to Paul. Um, and Father actually also came up with um, this sort of organic series that we have um, uh, branded at St. Catherine's. The of faith series is what I like to refer to it as. We have all these different of faith things. So I'm not sure who would like to talk about it first, but. Well, before we let me talk about our, our um, children's faith formation okay, yeah, real quick. Sorry. I forgot to mention that uh, we uh, just in light of the fact that we've had to get creative for sure during this pandemic time. Sure. One of the things that we've had to um, 
change up a little bit has been our children's faith formation. Uh, normally, we you know we were using the sort of t- traditional classroom model and the paraschool of religion, uh, but we decided this year to implement what's called a families forming disciples program. This is something uh, imp- uh, developed by the archdiocese, and they provided us with some resources, but we've uh, supplemented it, and it's a it's an online kind of virtual format where families come together via Zoom. And it's for the whole family, not just the children, which is really a beautiful thing to to be able to bring the whole family together with other parishioners and to have a community, even though it's virtual, to have them come together. And um, I and uh, my parochial vicar, Father Valerie, have been uh, teaching uh, maybe for about 15 or 20 minutes each week. And then uh, and then the families break out into small groups, small, small communities, and uh, then we'll discuss with the whole family, uh, maybe the topic that we've been speaking about, we've been teaching, and then also they'll talk a little bit about um, developing a prayer life, and there's other activities that are a part of this program. So it's a really beautiful model, and I think uh, we're seeing this as a little bit of a reset year. It's uh, it's something new, but uh, I think family catechesis and family formation is so important, and it's been something that I've been wanting to to really try to implement in the parish. And so this is this has been an opportunity. Certainly the pandemic has been something that's uh, been difficult to uh, to endure, but I, I really see this as a great opportunity to implement a family formation model in the parish. And so we've been really trying to, to uh, make sure that that's a great opportunity for all of our families. Yeah. So Annie just passed me a note. We are only six calls away from our goal. So please light up those phone lines. We really want to hit that goal. Uh, that that goal is for stewardship commitments. And we would love for those commitments to be um, in the form of prayer, in the form of um, faith formation for you. You can do that by actually listening to the quest. That, that's we at our parish, when we are doing our commitments, we actually um, have either virtual or um cards that we ask everybody to turn back in to commit to those 2.4 hours. And one of the things on our um, time commitment card is listening to the quest. So we would also really love for you to make a commitment of treasure to the quest today to help support this 100% listener supported radio station. Um, That number is 470-508-1160. And now I'm wondering if Mr. Paul would like to talk a little bit about adult faith formation. I love to talk about adult faith formation, Carissa. It's Wonderful, a marvelous thing. I'm, uh, I'm a convert, and uh, my wife as well, and my, my family, and um, we come from a, a tradition that uh, we're uh, learning the scripture, especially was really important, and uh, so kept that with me. But one of the things I, I love about St. Catherine's Parish is uh, how engaged so many of the adults are that. Um, they don't go with a model that unfortunately seems to, to be so common in many places where Catholics feel like, okay, if I just get confirmation, I don't ever have to go to another uh, class again about my, about my faith. And um, <clears throat> they treat it as if it's the end. It's, it's kind of parallel to what happens sometimes with, <clears throat> pardon me, with uh, high school. People have a commencement exercise, a graduation exercise. So this is, and they think, okay, I'm done with education, but actually commencement means beginning. And uh, in a similar way, confirmation is kind of just the beginning of a whole new life in uh, faith and, and life in the Spirit. So um, I'm thrilled that so many of the adults at St. Catherine's are very serious about uh, learning more about their faith, uh, Bible study and spiritual life, that kind of thing. So we have, uh, as Father said, a very very robust program. I appreciate the fact that Father's made it a priority and um, has given us the, the support that we need to do that. We have a series that we might call the of faith series uh, we have uh, ministry especially for men called men of faith one for women called women of faith we have one couples of faith right now uh, during the covid protocols we're not able to meet because that includes a, a dinner and and free childcare. but uh, we have that we have uh, faith in the spiritual life which is uh, <clears throat> a weekly uh, a class taught by um one of our parishioners who's uh, just wonderful at this, Helen Young. And then I do a weekly Bible study called Faith Ablaze, and uh, we're right now in the Gospel of John. Every one of those programs is uh, very well-supported, attended by the people coming. And then, of course, we have in the the Latino community, we have uh, small group ministries that are very lively, very uh, active with uh, Bible study and fellowship together. 
And then, of course, the as a convert, one of my favorite things is is RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults, and the uh, the Spanish language version Rica. We um, what's so amazing to me is you know there's so much going on in the world right now, things going on in the church, despite all the kind of craziness out there, there are still people who are finding their way to the door of the church, and they're knocking, and they're saying, "Let me in." saying, uh, or at least let me look around. And in the middle of all this, I thought we'd, we'd have a much you know, reduced maybe number right now, but of people coming. But we're getting close to 30 people in the English language program and, and probably eight or 10, I think, in it's the amazing. Spanish language, language program. And as usual, as, as it's been every year that I've been there, so many backgrounds, people <clears throat> uh, from every kind of Protestant denomination you can think of and some you've never heard of. We've had Muslims, we've had Jews, we've had uh, Mormons, we've had uh, we're someone from, from an uh, Orthodox tradition now. Seventh-day Adventist. <laughs> yes, we've had Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah. We've had uh, Pentecostals, which is kind of my own background. We've had atheists. We've had agnostics, people just coming out of that. We've had high school students just graduating who kind of read their way to the place and, and thinking, you know, I think God is real after all. And if he is, I better join the Catholic Church. And so they, they show up. One of them had already started reading St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa on his own. He's, a, he's an 18-year-old. You know? and, uh, and he's now studying Greek and Hebrew and wants to be a theology professor. Oh, wow. And by his personal witness, his grandparents came uh, the next year and uh, have been through the program, and they recently received the sacraments. That's a beautiful thing. We have a number of uh, situations where people came through the RCA program, and the next year, other family members saw such a change in their life, were so impressed by the testimony of their lives that they said, I want this too. I'm so happy that we are offering most of those programs online as well. <laughs> so we have the opportunity for people to come to RCIA ver um, in person. You've been gracious enough to do that. Most of those have been outside. Some of them are in our parish hall. But um, we are also offering for those people who can't come yet that it's virtual, but our faith and spiritual life is also virtual right now. Helen is doing all of that on Zoom, and I've been attending those. Those have been really, really amazing mm -hmm. sessions. Um, but your faith ablaze is being live streamed to our Facebook page every single week. Um, and then Men of Faith, I think we're going to live stream. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, and our Women of Faith will be live streamed also. So all of that is on our Facebook page. If you're interested in seeing, Paul is such an amazing teacher and has such an, a beautiful ability to connect with the people that he's working with. Um, I, I've sat in on a few of the RCIA classes and I've, I, I always walk away with something profound. The Holy Spirit is definitely working through you, Master Paul, and we're grateful to have you. You're gracious. Thank you. It's beautiful. <laughs> I just, what I love is seeing how engaged the people are. They really yeah. want to know God. They really want to uh, become more conformed to the image of Christ. They want their families to do that. There are couples that are want to do it together. Um, I, uh, I'm continually amazed by their faith. And so it really is men of faith, women of faith, couples of faith, faith of place, all those, those faith programs. Yeah. And I, I will say too, the, the men of faith and women of faith are, uh, are basically prayer breakfast where yeah. we meet for um, prayer and presentation and have a, a breakfast together. Yeah, you can actually come yourself if you are a, a man of faith and would like to attend our men of faith this this Saturday. Saturday. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, we'll have an we'll have a mass at eight thirty, um, just before on our the parish hall patio, and then we'll have a breakfast and a speaker. Um, can we announce the speaker, Father? Yeah. yeah so sure. go ahead. Sure. It's, uh, our speaker for our men will be Hal Plummer, who is the uh, superintendent of Catholic schools for the archdiocese. And he's going to be giving a talk on uh, what it means to have a masculine spirituality. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, so, yeah, all the men listening, you're welcome to join us if you'd like. You can We'd just go to, to our website uh, for more information about yeah. that. So and I just that website. Uh, Oh, that website. Yeah, they got to know the website, guys. <laughs> true. <laughs> our website is stcatherinerrcc.org. So go to our website. We have lots of stuff, and hopefully um, hopefully you'll find it easy to navigate. I happen to be sitting very close to the person who designed it. Uh, <laughs> spent a little bit of time making that look awesome, and I think our website looks glorious. Thanks for doing that, Father. It's not Paul, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 
we don't let Paul touch technology yeah, if we can help it. <laughs> it's kind of miraculous that their microphones are still working, That's actually. Right. They, they say I have digital demons. <laughs> so we just heard, actually, Annie just let us know that we are only two calls away, and we are we only have a few more minutes in studio, and we have a lot of material that we're not going to get through today, um, but we're going to start zooming through some of it in just a second. But we really hope that we get to that goal, so please give us a call at 470-508-1160. And we finished talking, or we, we just finished talking about education, so we've spoken about prayer and education. If you, we want to spend a few minutes on the fellowship and charity opportunities that we have at St. Catherine's, maybe? Sure, sure. I'll speak uh, speak about that very briefly. Um, you know, the 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 aspect of community in the parish is so important, and yeah. as I mentioned earlier, I want to make sure people feel welcome. And so one of the things that we started when I, um, when I came to the parish was the, uh, was the new parishioner receptions. Mm-hmm. And we do those typically quarterly, uh, just welcoming any new parishioners who have registered since the previous, uh, uh, reception. And we have a, uh, you know, reception with food, with lunch, and just make a little presentation and introduce them to the parish and, and really welcome them and make sure that they feel like they're a part of this family. Um, and so we, we do that, um, very, very, uh, regularly. And, uh, but just in general, the parish is, is such a warm place and we've got such a diversity of cultures, as we've been saying, a really dynamic, vibrant Latino community, um, a lot of a large African community, uh, several different Asian cultures as well. Um, and so we're very blessed and, and we all love to be together and we love to celebrate and, and eat. Um, <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> and, uh, and, a, and a broad variety of uh, ages as well. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we've got a really, really great seniors uh, population and they have their own uh, groups and, and programming that they offer for our senior population. Um, but also what's something that's that's particularly encouraging for me is just the number of young families in the parish mm-hmm. and the number of babies. Oh my goodness. Um, it gets loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> five, I don't, five I don't of them are my grandchildren, so, by the way. Yeah, yes. that's right. <laughs> Father is so gracious and yeah. never gets frustrated, but, uh, but I know all the mamas out there cause I've been that mama. I have four kids myself and we get, we get a little nervous and I got to tell you, we all, everybody that, that is listening to the babies get so loud we're just so happy. It's such a beautiful witness to the respect life um, that we care so much about. Yes, for sure. You know, I love, I want to say too that uh, I love the way the parish combines faith formation and community in so many ways. So just for instance, the fact that the the uh, Faith of Blaze Bible study would, would have breakfast together or the, uh, and the Latino community, the, the small groups um, that, that have met will will have uh, fellowship together and as well as study we have several small group bible studies uh, that are going on uh didn't even mention those before so that's a whole other level of people who are coming together they care for each other they get to know each other well they pray for each other uh and they study together as well it's, a, the, it's uh, a beautiful conversion the couples of faith in particular was something that i was oh, really so intentional fun. in making sure that that we had great community for married couples yeah. to come together and there's a Certainly a catechetical component as well, but really the focus is the fellowship and we have mm-hmm. a wonderful time together and a great dinner and mm-hmm. it's, um, so many couples have just commented that it's like a date night for them. Yeah, uh-huh. it really mm-hmm. is. I And it's hard when you're in the middle of all the insanity um, to find time to be together um, with your spouse, uh, but especially in the church and those couples of faith dinners, sometimes I was kind of exhausted to go to them, but I went to every single one and I never regretted it. They, I always walked away with something amazing. We had wine and like Father said, free childcare. I cannot wait till we start that back. I keep trying to convince him to do something on the field, maybe with a movie or we'll see. We'll still work on him. <laughs> well, community needs so much. I, when I came to St. Uh, Catharines, I was so impressed and meeting especially lots of young families. And I was thinking about my daughter's family. She her husband, uh, Lydia and Mike uh, Borja, have uh, five kids, ages 10 to 2, and um, and I knew how much community would mean to them, and they were still living at Dawsonville. And so I uh, began saying to her, you know, you really ought to come get to know some of the folks here. But anyway, as as it turns out, the Lord allowed, and they, they moved uh, here. They're an active part of the, the community, and uh, they love it. It's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful setting. And I, just, I remember when I, I was a new convert, and I, uh, not, you know, not here, but some years ago, and we came into a church that also had good community, and um, my wife and I had never been taught the rosary in uh, RCIA or anywhere, and we just, 
But we began to get to know a small group of friends and just said, could you just teach us how to pray the rosary? And it was beautiful, the response. They just took us under their wings, came over to our house and led our family in learning the rosary. So it's a beautiful thing. And, and I know that kind of thing is happening all, all along at St. Catherine's. So thank you, Paul. Um, I th- Something exciting is happening. Someone is cheering very loud. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. But I also have exciting news because y'all hit your goal. Oh, we got a new station guardian. Uh, so ring that bell again. Yeah, yes. It hasn't even right. made it into my computer yet. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. That's well, great. You know, we wanted just to mention one last thing. Charity at St. Catherine's really mm. is beautiful. And we've spoken about our fellowship and our ministry. Um, but we have a lot of those ministries have a charitable outreach factor. So, Father, could you just talk for just a quick second about charity outreach at St. Catherine's? Sure. There's so many different ministries uh, in the parish. I'll just name a, a few. And I'm sorry if I miss somebody. But uh, first of all, St. Vincent de Paul, we have such an active. St. Vincent de Paul Society. They they really do such great work with their home visits. And we've got a thrift store that many of our parishioners staff and um, just, you know, canned good collection, things like that. And they've been particularly active during this time of the pandemic when a lot of people have really been suffering and have been in need. And so I'm really proud of them and just grateful for their wonderful work. And we also have uh, uh, what's called Fun Night. And this is a group of our parishioners and some other parishioners from par- other parishes uh, who put on a, a fun night for individuals with disabilities. And it's a sort of a respite for their caregivers. And they just, you know, come together and have a great time with individuals with disabilities and make them feel loved and welcome. Um, and then our Knights of Columbus is so active in so many ways in serving the needs of the parish and uh, the broader community. Help with those couples dinners. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, my. And, um, and then we, uh, we, we uh, have lots of parishioners that engage in some of the well, more well-known um, kind of ministries out in the community, like Habitat for Humanity. Uh, but then also... Uh, sort of more internationally, we support the missionaries of the poor in uh, Jamaica and some other countries. And then also the Holy Family Hospital in Bethlehem. We're a, a large supporter of them. And um, and also um, want to mention the Pregnancy Aid Clinic. We, we're a big supporter of, of them yeah. here in the community. They do such wonderful work for uh, uh, support for uh, women who are tempted to have an abortion and for uh, building up the culture of life. So lots of beautiful things happening in the parish. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. What a powerful hour, you guys. There's so many great things going on at St. Catherine of Siena. And give that website out one more time so they can go find all these things you've talked about. Okay, it's St. Catherine of Siena. So it's stcatherinercc.org. Awesome. And I want to make sure we say thank you to all those who've donated that I haven't gotten to mention yet. So Christopher P. in Kennesaw. Shannon S. in Woodstock, Guillermo M. in Ackworth, and Barbara S. in Kennesaw. They all gave in honor the three of you. Robert L. in Roswell, Tobias Q. in Woodstock, Eddie H. in Kennesaw, Lauren W. in Atlanta. And she also gave in honor of the three of you. Barbara V. in Kennesaw. Um, and she gave in honor of St. Catharines. And Thanks, Melissa Bobby. and Mike B. of Kennesaw in honor of Father Neil and Dr. Paul. Catherine P. in Ackworth in honor of Father Neil. Connie and Richard H. in Gainesville, Georgia in honor of Father Neil. (laughs) Dave L. in Marietta. Edward G. in Marietta. Nick F. in Ackworth in memory of Dr. Stephen. Jeanette M. in Kennesaw in honor of Father Neil. And Tracy E. in Kennesaw in honor of Father Neil as well. And I believe they're still putting a few more in. So thank you to everyone who's given this hour. And thank you. You can still give. There's that $1,000 match going on. So 470-508-1160, or thequestatlanta.com. But Father Neil, would you close us out with a prayer? Sure. Let's just uh, ask the Lord to continue to bless our efforts to serve him, especially in this wonderful ministry at the Quest, and and give him glory for, for his goodness. We'll pray together. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and stay tuned, because we'll be back at noon with Father Eric Hill from Prince of Peace.